welcome back to the Wellness Paradox podcast. I'm so grateful that you can join us on this journey towards greater human flourishing. As always, I'm your host, Michael Stack, an exercise physiologist by training and a health entrepreneur and a health educator by trade. And I'm fascinated by a phenomena I call the wellness paradox. This paradox, as I view it, is the trust, interaction, and communication gap between fitness professionals and our medical community. This podcast is all about closing off that gap by disseminating the latest, most evidence-based, and most engaging information in the health sciences. And episode 62 brings you some bonus content. Uh, This will be an episode that will recap URSA 2022 that was recently held in Miami Beach. And I'd be remiss if I didn't spend a little bit of time to recap for an educator audience on exactly what happened at URSA. This is the second URSA post-pandemic. This is a little bit further removed from the pandemic, of course. The last URSA event was last October, and it was great to get together uh, with the industry leaders as a whole to talk about where the industry's at and where the industry's going. So I wanted to give all of you a little bit of a peek under the hood of some of the things that happened at URSA if you weren't there. Now, I will say, and I'll mention this at the end as well, uh, engaging in these kind of events are so critical from uh, just an awareness standpoint, but also from a networking perspective. And so I will highly encourage all of you to get involved in URSA in some way, shape, or form. That could be through a membership, that could be through engaging in some of their education content. But this is the global health and fitness organization that really protects and advocates for our industry. And the more of us that are involved in URSA, the easier it is for us to speak with more of a unified voice and really truly allow URSA to represent us as an industry. Again, more on that towards the end of this this very brief conversation. I'll try to make sure that I'm brief in what I talk about because I think the best way you can really find out about what URSA is doing is to engage with all of the amazing things that they are currently working on as an organization. But here's your URSA recap. And for starters, uh, the event started with the URSA Foundation event on Tuesday evening. Uh, the URSA Foundation is their nonprofit organization. And I think the thing that struck me about this event was, and this was a theme throughout the entire URSA conference, was the emphasis on the role of physical activity and health and fitness clubs in mental health. It's very clear to me that if you look at where the industry is going from a longitudinal perspective, it's a lot more about health outcomes and a lot more about acute health outcomes, meaning not, not the outcomes that we see you know, 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, or even six months down the line when we've lost the 10 pounds that we want to lose, but the, the very salient and acute impacts that our industry can make. And many of those are on mental health. If you look at a lot of the research that exists, you will find that physical activity interventions are every bit as efficacious in many cases as traditional forms of mental health therapy. Now, certainly talk therapy and pharmacology are very important aspects of of treating mental health issues. But if you really dive into the literature and you compare physical activity interventions with pharmaceutical interventions or talk therapy interventions, uh, in a lot of cases, the physical activity interventions stack up very, very favorably. And particularly when you compare those to pharmaceuticals, uh, clearly physical activity has very few, if any, side effects, whereas a lot of the 
uh, psychopharmacological treatments that are out there do have uh, some decently significant side effects in many cases. And the Ursa Foundation is very honed in on research associated with physical activity and mental health. In fact, recently uh, they've put together a mental health toolkit. Uh, this was done in collabor collaboration with the uh, JW Brick Foundation on Mental Health. And this toolkit is an absolutely phenomenal resource for health and fitness facilities. It is a free resource that's available. We'll link up to it on the show notes page. I highly recommend you check this out. So this is one element that the Ursa Foundation is focusing on. And then the second element is just the element of overall inclusivity uh, for disabled populations, for populations that aren't quite uh, interested or maybe necessarily connected with our industry, the Ursa Foundation is highly interested in how to engage those individuals, again, particularly individuals with disabilities. So the Ursa Foundation is doing amazing work. It's just one arm of Ursa as a whole that is working very, very hard to help to elevate our industry uh, into the healthcare delivery system. Uh, the next thing I want to touch on is a lot of the advocacy work that's happening at Ursa right now. Uh, many of you may be aware that I, I'm a very fierce advocate for our industry, and I think advocacy is critically important. We saw during the COVID pandemic how, at least early on, a lack of advocacy and representation uh, really put our industry in a very precarious position and, and quite honestly resulted in the massive number of permanent closures of clubs that have happened nationwide. And, and as a result of that, our industry has rallied, it's, it's galvanized, and it realizes that if you're in business, you are in politics and having political representation and advocacy is critically important. Now, uh, this started uh, with the hiring of the new Ursa CEO, Liz Clark. Liz has had a prominent presence in Washington, D.C. for years. Uh, she has a lot of experience in the advocacy realm, and this really helped elevate our stature as an advocacy organization in the eyes of a lot of lawmakers. Now, concurrently to hiring of Liz was also the development of the National Health and Fitness Alliance or the NHFA. That's the advocacy and lobbying arm of URSA. And this group is doing a lot of work. Certainly they were the group that was behind uh, trying to get the Gyms Act across the finish line. That was that dedicated aid for our industry, which unfortunately fell short of passing largely because it could not get bipartisan support in the Senate, but nevertheless had significant support. I believe it had close to 53 votes for its passing, falling seven short of what would have been necessary uh, to actually get the legislation passed. Uh, but we made some significant inroads there as an industry, and that will be carried forward into other legislation that exists, uh, primarily the FIT Act. PHIT Act. I'll link up to that in the show notes. The FIT Act is legislation that would allow for HSA and FSA dollars to be put towards things like gym memberships and personal training. Again, I'm not going to get into all the nuance of it here, but nevertheless, uh, this is an amazing piece of legislation that really greases the skids to potential insurance reimbursement in our industry at some point in time. So the advocacy work that URSA is doing uh, through the NHFA on FIT is something that's very significant and clearly uh, very forward thinking for where our industry could be going. 
Uh, that being said, the NHFA also monitors a lot of the more onerous legislation that could impact our industry, such as the ability to cancel online or data privacy issues and things of that nature. So the advocacy piece is very, very big. It is very important. And the reality is advocacy at the state and particularly the federal level takes a lot of work, takes a lot of time, and also requires money. And for those of you who are not aware, URSA has a pact, a political action coalition. And essentially, this is a, a bipartisan group that donates money to help the advocacy and lobbying efforts of URSA. You can make a maximal contribution of $5,000 per year. It is an individual contribution, not an organizational contribution, uh, but any amount makes a difference. And I would strongly encourage all of you to look into the URSA pack. I will make sure I link up to it in the show notes page. And please considering, uh, please consider, I should say, providing some amount of funding to the URSA pack. Again, that, that maximal value is not something that you need to donate. Donate whatever you can, but just realize that if we are going to advocate for our industry and we are going to lobby on the federal level, we need money to play that game. And donating any amount of money can help tremendously. Now, Possibly in addition to donating money, or maybe that's not something you're interested in at this point. Maybe you're interested in being able to donate your time. Uh, URSA has developed something along with the NHFA called Team 435. Some of you may have heard of this as Project 435, but now it's progressed into its next iteration, which is Team 435. And, and the goal of this initiative uh, that is really spearheaded by Kevin McHugh is to have one sole fitness industry representative in each of the 435 congressional districts in the country. And this could be one of the most critically important initiatives that our industry is undertaking right now, because this is an initiative that focuses on our industry speaking with one unified voice and message to all the congressional representatives across the country. And the great part about the way URSA and the NHFA are structuring this is they are providing the entire framework. They are providing the toolkit that you need to be able to engage with lawmakers and legislators in your area. Again, I know some of you are listening to this and going, oh, I'm not into politics. Politics isn't my thing. The reality is, is that if you are in business, you are in politics. And I've heard Liz Clark say before, if you don't have a seat at the table in politics, then you are on the menu. We were definitely on the menu in the beginning of COVID. And the way we get off the menu and do have that seat at the table is by this unified voice and just good relationship building with our congressional representatives. I will link up on the show notes page to Team 435 and what you can do to join. Uh, this is something that although part of Team 435 has been built out, uh, by no means do we have representation in all of the 435 congressional districts. So if you are interested, there'll be that link on the show notes page. Please check it out. Uh, if you want to find out more information, please feel free to contact me directly. The link that I'll put on the show notes page will also give you some information to contact URSA directly to find out more. But again, I cannot emphasize this enough. If you are in business, you are in politics, and that is something that we really have to wrap our head around as an industry if we are going to truly professionalize ourselves and become part of the healthcare delivery system. I think the, the largest 
additional component to talk about with regard to URSA 2022 was the strong emphasis on, on healthcare integration. If you look through the lectures and a lot of the conversations and panels and things that were going on, there's this clear movement towards being integrated within the healthcare delivery system. And, and again, you know, this is something I passionately advocate for because I truly believe that fitness professionals are frontline healthcare providers. It's one thing for me to believe that. It's another thing for me to say that. And then finally, and this is the part that we we're, we're, have not quite figured out how to do yet. It's the last part is to operationalize this in some sort of nationwide framework. And there's a lot of work that's going on behind the scenes. And in, in upcoming Wellness Paradox episodes, you certainly hear me talk a little bit more about some of this great work that's going on behind the scenes. But if you look at URSA as the representative slice of what's being talked about in the industry and where the industry is going, clearly it is healthcare integration and becoming part of the healthcare delivery system. Now, we have a long way to go, make no mistake about it. And uh, there are certainly some in our industry that don't see that as an important step for us to take. Uh, but I, I think if you look at the the forward-thinking individuals that see the landscape as a whole rather than just you know what's immediately in front of their face, it's very clear that this is the direction the industry is going. And I think that is a very exciting thing. It's a very necessary thing. It's necessary in terms of helping address population health. Again, we know chronic lifestyle diseases uh, are really the thing that are most debilitating to not only the health of our public, but also to our economy. I mean, bear in mind that one in four healthcare dollars go towards dealing with chronic lifestyle conditions. I mean, that, that, is a, that is a remarkable amount of money that goes towards dealing with these conditions that largely, you know, exercise, nutrition, lifestyle um, will be able to address if we can effectuate the proper framework nationally. So I, I really, really do think that it's exciting that we're going here. Uh, and I also think it's something that we truly have to consider how we all come together with a unified message and a unified focus to get us there. And I think that's the last point that I really want to leave everyone with and the short recap of URSA 2022 is that it is very clear that fragmentation and tribalism causes the fracturing of any industry. And I think pre-COVID, that, that was the embodiment of our industry. We were very tribal, we were very fractured, and we were very fragmented. Now we're starting to realize the importance of unification. We're starting to realize the importance of advocacy. We're starting to realize the importance of coming together and speaking with one voice. And Ursa is the organization that essentially can amplify that voice. So again, as I said to you in the beginning, I would strongly encourage that you engage with Ursa in any way you can. I will link up on the show notes page. There are many different options for engagement, many different membership options from the facility level to the individual level to a premium level. If you're really interested in getting involved and, and putting your money where your mouth is in terms of having an organization that can advocate for our industry. So I guess to wrap all this up, I came back from URSA 2022, you know, very, very energized. Uh, it's always energizing to be around a bunch of very passionate, focused professionals that are really out to 
be for the greater good of society. It's it's great to be in an event where everyone is is trying to better the economy, to better population health, and to better themselves. Uh, if you haven't been to an URSA before, uh, next year's URSA will be at the end of March. It's in San Diego, which depending on what part of the country you're in, going to San Diego at the end of March would probably be a, a welcome respite from whatever the winter throws at you. I'm in the Midwest, so I know I'm just looking forward to being San, in San Diego at a time of year where it's freezing here in Michigan. Uh, but beyond that, I think connecting with your peers understanding the dynamics of the industry, understanding where we're at, where we're going, and learning how to speak with that unified voice is so critically important. I talked about a lot of things during this short URSA recap. I will link up to everything that is important on the show notes page for you to check it out. Uh, I really appreciate you for listening. Uh, That show notes page is wellnessparadoxpod.com forward slash episode six two. Please be on the lookout for our episode coming up next Wednesday, episode 63. I know this was kind of a a mid-episode that we provided you with. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast platform. And until we chat again in the next episode, please be well.